Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408 is our number. You can also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresi. We're talking about the celebration on Saturday, May 14th at the cathedral. was for the ordination celebration of the permanent diaconate. And moving the program along, up next we are joined by John Ruskin, who serves the community at Prince of Peace in Lake Villa, and Joseph McCain, who serves the community of St. John the Evangelist in Streamwood. Uh, John and Joe, welcome to the program this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Morning, Father. Thanks for having us. Good morning, Father Greg. Good morning, Mark. Great Good to be morning. here. Thanks for having us on. It's great to have both of you. And uh, questions we were asking some of your classmates, uh, Roberto and Manuel, last the very same questions here, is, first of all, have you both come off the cloud of the celebration on a week ago, Saturday. John? Uh, well, obviously, uh, it was a big cloud to come off of. Um, last weekend was incredible uh, for the ordination. I spent uh, yesterday and Saturday uh, giving my first homilies and, and serving at every Mass. Uh, it's just an incredible, remarkable <laughs> feeling to to, to go through the training, but then when you're actually there giving the homily and elevating the cup and saying the words that you're used to seeing the deacon say, you realize, okay, this is, this is it. I can do this. And this is where I'm supposed to. How did your first homily go? It was great. You know, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I wrote it uh, back in February for homiletics class. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Resourceful. <laughs> uh, I was not going to uh, to let this one um, not get enough attention, so I made sure I, I wrote it, and I've, I've been tweaking it for a few months since then. But uh, you know, shout out to Father Brito uh, Berkman for his sage guidance uh, in writing the homily. Oh, well, great, well, great priest. Well how received. About, how about for you, Joe? Well, uh, as far as coming down off the cloud, I would say absolutely not. I haven't come down off of the cloud. Uh, beginning on Saturday with the with the ordination, it was it was an amazing experience. Um, I you know I think I, I grinned probably from ear to ear for the entire two hours. I was just in you know almost in rapt awe of of being part of the experience. And then on Sunday, you know, serving at my first mass and giving my first homily. Um, a lot of nervousness, and I won't say I certainly wasn't perfect on the altar, but uh, uh, but I didn't knock anything over, uh, and the homily, uh, uh, I think, went fairly well. Unfortunately, like Jack, I prepared one in February with Father Brito as well, but the one I prepared for was yesterday's and not last week's, and last week was when I was up to give my first one, but it, it went it went really, really well. And this past weekend, I was able to, to serve again at Mass, and I actually uh, uh, had the, the blessings to, to be able to baptize three, uh, uh, three kids on Saturday. So it was pretty darn amazing. So you've, you've, you've hit the ground running. <laughs> I have. In terms of being I have. It's been, and it's probably good, you know, because uh, that way I'm getting immersed in it, uh, uh, you know, having the service at, at the Masses as well as the, uh, the baptisms, and then I have a benediction that I'm going to do this week, so... Uh, pretty excited. Uh, now, how did your families react, first of all, to you saying you you both were going to pursue this? But then 
it's a lot of years. Uh, um, maybe Jen first, and then Joseph. How, I, I'm fascinated to see, to hear how your families were part of this journey. That's a great question, Mark. Um, you know, I, I experienced uh, shoulder taps, and, and I approached my wife while we were on vacation, and I said, you know it came to me that if something ever happened to you, uh, I think I would pursue being a deacon. Oh. And uh, she said, well, why wait? Let's let's do it together. Okay, so that's the first hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, and then we approached our, our children. Uh, my daughter's 33, my son's 29. And they were very supportive. Uh, they've always been supportive. Uh, and, they, and I you know, I had a good, deep discussion with them about service, servant leadership. You know, they're Navy brats. I was in the Navy for 20 years, and oh. I, I carried my family all around. And they went everywhere, and they understood what it meant to be uh, in the service. So they were incredibly supportive, and I couldn't have asked for them to to be any better than what, what they've been. Beautiful. How about for you, Joe? That was a great story. Uh, well, my journey was probably a little different than Jack's in that— uh, uh, my sisters would tell you this started about 40, 40 years ago. Oh. Uh, I actually spent a, a couple of years in minor seminary in college and, and realized at that time that it wasn't for me. Uh, and then uh, uh, about eight years ago, I got involved in a men's group, That Man Is You, uh, at another parish, and then subsequently brought that to our parish. And uh, that process really kind of led me uh, to really discern more about this. And when Janet and I first talked about it, you know, some, I guess, almost five years ago, probably at this point, um, it was kind of like, well, are we really, you know, are you really ready for this? Is this really what you want to do? And I said, I really don't know. So we, you know, we, we prayed over it uh, and said, well, I don't know if this is what the Lord's calling me to, but I think he's calling us to check it out. And she was super supportive. Um, I could not have done this without my wife, Janet. She walked with me, as did uh, Jack's wife, Patty. They walked with us every step of the way. They went to almost all of the classes that they weren't required to go to uh, and, and were so supportive. Um, I have two grown daughters, uh, 29 and 27, and, and they've been very excited for, for both of us, not just for me, but for Janet and I uh, all along the way. What about um, mentors that you had on this journey? I mean, who, who who stands out for either one of you, John, maybe first and then Joe? Who stands out as someone that, you know, there are happy times and there are probably low points that you, you're walking with someone that really buoys you up? Who, who might that have been and how did they do it? Uh, had some very, very uh, incredible help from the other brother deacons at, at Prince of Peace in Lake Bella always supportive, ready to um, step in and answer my questions, help out. Uh, I'd also like, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the late uh, Deacon Sonny Anareno mm. and his wife, Barbara. Uh, we recently lost Sonny right before ordination. He was just a, a remarkable man and just showed you and uh, by example how uh, a lay person gets the call uh, and become a deacon. And you don't have to be the most polished. You don't have to be the most capable. You just have to be willing. And that was his message. 
Beautiful. How about for you, Joe? You know, I had uh, a number of great uh, mentors uh, all along in my life, you know, from uh, a young, you know, a young adult and a young man. I had some some priests that that really uh, had an impact on my life. Uh, and uh, as, as Jack said, some of the deacons uh, in our parish, you know, specifically probably uh, Deacon uh, Bob Esposito and Bob Pastiora. Uh, Bob actually, Pastiora actually uh, bested me on uh, uh, at my ordination. And they set such a great example uh, of, of, of men who are, are bridging the gap between, between clergy and, and working in the world and showing how you can do both. Uh, and they were amazing. And as Jack said, uh, you know, Sonny Annarino, who was uh, led with his wife, our theological reflection group that Jack and I were uh, blessed to be a part of. Uh, he, was, he was an amazing man who, as Jack said, was very down to earth and, you know, just lived his faith. And you could see that in, in the way that, uh, uh, that he led. Now, a question for both of you, and I asked this of uh, Roberto and Manuel earlier, and people have to realize, ordained a deacon doesn't happen in a vacuum, mm-hmm. doesn't happen magically. It's a lot of hard work, study, sacrifice, dedication, giving things up. Along the way, begin with you again, Joe, was there any way when you started the program uh, four or five years ago, at some point you thought, I can't do this, I need to step back? because of other stuff in your life going on, like a job, raising a family. Uh, kick that off, Joe. Yeah, I mean, that's a really great question because, uh, you know, I, I have a job uh, that, you know, requires a decent amount of time and actually requires a, a, a fair amount of travel. Not It's not full-time travel, but I travel uh, a decent amount. And in the formation process, you know, when we first entered it, everyone uh, kind of came to me and said, hey, you're going to be a deacon. That's awesome. And I said, no, hey, I'm pursuing to see if that's my vocation, because I didn't know if that's what was meant for me. And there was a huge amount of work involved in in getting to, uh, to last Saturday. And, you know, we can talk about COVID and all of the things that that, that have been bad about that. I will also tell you that there are some good side side benefits of that, at least for me personally, uh, because I couldn't travel with work. Mm-hmm. And because I couldn't travel with work, I freed up a significant amount of time during a pretty high uh, requirement of, of hours of things that needed to be done. And some of our classes went remote as well, which for uh, for me was was a blessing as well because it saved a 40 minute commute each way uh, as far as getting to class two to three times a week. So as as difficult and bad as COVID has been, it, it presented some some opportunities that really made it probably more possible and, and, and easier for me to accomplish it. But you're right. I mean, the, the four years of, of hard formation was not an easy road for me to hoe. How about for you, Jack? That was a great response, Joe. Yeah, I agree with Joe. You know, COVID uh, was horrible, but I, I'm like Joe. I, I'm in sales for, for a CPA firm, do a lot of traveling, and we were uh, going at breakneck speed right before COVID hit. And I was wondering, too, my wife and I were both wondering, Patty, you know, how are we going to do this? Because we are traveling a lot, and when COVID happened, it, it afforded us time to power down and focus almost solely on transforming or going through formation. 
And rather than, you know, a 40 minute drive to class uh, and there and back, uh, we were able to walk up one flight of stairs after class and, uh, and go to bed. So it was um, in many ways, another way of, of God affirming uh, that, that this is what he wanted because he made it easier, honestly, on us to, to go through formation. Now, uh, and it just, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, it's just so affirming of, of what was, what was happening. Now, here's a curious question. Some of my backgrounds, organizational development, planning, take your business life. What skills are you bringing from your business life to the diaconate? Maybe Joe first and then Jack. Sure. Well, um, in my business, I'm, I'm a head of sales and marketing for a manufacturing company. Uh, and I've been in manufacturing companies my entire career. Uh, and, and obviously, as you guys can all see, I'm not a, exactly a very young man. So I have a few years. You of look pretty young to in, me. In, <laughs> you look well, young. I feel young. I'm pushing 70, so you're rather young. <laughs> I still feel young, but, uh, you know, I have, uh, I have almost 40 years of, of experience in mostly leadership roles uh, in sales and marketing, in operations, uh, in general management. So I've had the opportunity to, uh, to lead a lot of really high-performing teams, and, and I've had the opportunity to have a lot of really great people uh, who I've been associated with who've, who've helped me to succeed uh, and who I've had the opportunity to develop. It's also required a pretty significant level of organization, uh, which is probably one of the strengths that I have. I'm extremely detail oriented, uh, almost to a, well, not almost to a fault, to a fault at times. <laughs> uh, I can be too detail oriented, but uh, uh, but that I think uh, is a strength that I can bring uh, uh, to the archdiocese. Uh, I don't know where uh, my strengths are going to be used best. Uh, uh, in the archdiocese, you know, as 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 we said when we agreed to be a deacon and, and when we committed our our service to the cardinal, whatever he needs for me to do that I have the skills for, I think I'm ready to do that. That's you know, also I don't very know what that call is going to be, but but that's that's really what uh, uh, what I'm what I'm about. It's interesting, Joe. That I remember an article with priesthood and said, "Serve the Lord through your weakness, not always through your strength." which is then very humbling. And I always remember that. You know, we, have, we all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. But to serve the Lord also through our weaknesses, this is where you trust in God and humility. So that was a tremendous response. Uh, how about for you, Jack, through your, uh, your uh, job right now? Sure. Well, I, I, I'm a partner in a, in a CPA firm, and my job is company growth. So... It's a relationship business, and I think it translates very well to the diaconate, is establishing a relationship with parishioners and improving your relationship with God. So it, it fits nicely. Um, I pray every day that this, the gifts that God has given me, I can use to serve others. And one of the toughest questions I had in a scrutiny board, well, well what are those gifts? And I, I was dumbfounded. I mean, uh, I'm like, I don't know. I'm still scratching my head here. You know, you, you talk about um, being willing. Uh, every day, my wife and I say, listen, we, we're, we always feel like we're not worthy, but we're willing 100 percent. 
all in. Beautiful. Uh, and whatever gifts God has given us, we're going to use those to serve everyone. That's a great Beautiful. note to end on. I want to thank in a very special way John Ruskin, who serves a community at Prince of Peace in Lake Villa, and Joe McCain, who serves a community of St. John the Evangelist in Streamwood, two of the most recently ordained permanent deacons in Chicago with their classmates. Uh, Jack and Joe, thank you. God bless you. Our prayers are with you. Um, Mark, I'm impressed. I, I am with, so, with so far with this entire I'm, class. I'm honored to be a part of today just to talk to these wonderfully committed gentlemen. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. You can get us also on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Treacy. We'll be back after these commercials. And again, stay with us and do not touch that dial.